kid. You ready, Chris? I'm ready. Well, let's play ball. So first question here, can you give us a little bit of your baseball background and then what you're doing uh, right now? So, you know, growing up in, in Humble, just is 20 miles north of Houston, um, you know, grew up like, like most kids wanted to be a major league baseball player, um, went, played little league ball, pony ball, and then had the opportunity to play for the Humble Wildcats. Uh, you know, my freshman year, I started on the varsity as a true freshman, which was a pretty big deal seeing that the, the baseball team had come off the state semifinal game and they were ranked number one in the Houston area. And so for a 15-year-old to make that team was a pretty big deal. Um, I was kind of a spot player, utility guy, would play third base when the third baseman would pitch and, and play second base when the second baseman would pitch. And then when the, the ace would pitch, I'd sit the bench. But it was it was good for me. But I got a chance to hang out with 18-year-olds and, and really just learn the game of baseball. Um, played, played at Humble High School four years, started on the varsity for four years. And then um, out of high school, I had a couple of different offers. I thought I was going to go to Texarkana Junior College. Drove up there and, and um, met with Coach Van Horn, who's a coach of Arkansas now. And driving back, um, one of my childhood idols, a guy by the name of David Denny, was a coach at Stephen F. Austin, and had met with him. And you know, he said, "Look, you'll start for four years at Stephen F. Austin." So my freshman year, I ended up going to Stephen F. Austin. Had a great experience there. Ended up tearing my hamstring uh, game two. We we're playing a, just a scrimmage after we played our first game at, at Dishfalk. Um, and then was was redshirted that medical redshirt that year. Um, the next year they did away. The next year they did away with the program, and so I ended up transferring out to Howard Junior College in Big Spring, Texas, and then uh, finished up playing for University of Houston uh, in 1995. And then now, currently, um, by the grace of God, I, I've um, had the opportunity to work for the Round Rock Express. This is my tenth season, um, serve as a team president. But I was came in as a senior account executive selling corporate partnerships. Um, we went six months into that, was promoted to director, two years later to assistant GM, two years later to uh, general manager, and then um, to team president. So I know you had an interesting journey to becoming the president of the uh, Round Rock Express here and have a uh, kind of a special connection to Nolan Ryan. So you kind of did share a little bit of the stories. But can you share some more stories on how you became the president and then some on how you became friends with Nolan Ryan? Well, so... Growing up in Humble, you know, we were diehard Astros fans, and I tell people all the time, I, I see Nolan as a as a Houston Astro. When I was seven years old in, in 1980, um, the Astros signed Nolan. He was the biggest free agent at the time, and um, a couple of things that, are, that stick out. One, Nolan was the first pitcher to be clocked at 100 miles per hour. Number two, he was, think, think about this one, he was the first million-dollar player, baseball player. He signed a four-year deal for $4 million in 1980. Um I mean, there are kids that the Beatty kid might sign for four million coming out of high school t- tomorrow, you know. Um, and then third, you know, he had won a World Series with the New York Mets. But the thing that stuck out to me more than anything was Nolan. Um, Nolan and I share the same birthday. I remember getting his birthday card, his, his his baseball card, and looking at it. And the thing that stuck out was 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 his birthday. And you know, as a seven year old kid, you, you try to make these connections. And and I felt in my heart, God put on my heart that someday Nolan and I might be connected never my wildest dreams but i think 46 years later i'd be his team president for his baseball team um you know we we moved to austin moved to the round austin area round rock in in the year 2000 which is the year that the round rock express um, started and i want to say i met reed a couple of times um actually played against reese in in college um which is a, a funny story in another baseball game that we, we played, and I actually got to pitch, and I met Nolan Ryan that day. But 
had a chance to get to meet Reese or Reed. And then in 2000, I want to say 2006, we, we started coaching youth baseball, Reed and I, and, and we coached our sons, Luke and Jackson, and they became best of friends and, um, through little league and, and, and just, you know, you, you start connecting with different folks and, you know, going to lunch, dinners after, after baseball games, our families became pretty close. And then in 2008, when Nolan became the president of the Texas Rangers, you know, Reed just asked me on, on field 13, Hey, would you ever consider getting a baseball? And, um, you know, never really thought about it. Um, and then the next year, the company I was working for, they, we were, we got bought out by another company. And if there's ever an opportunity for me to do it, I, you know, I was just looking for another, the next move for, and I actually shot a email to, uh, to some of my close friends and, and Reed called me the next day and said, Hey, I want to visit with you about something. And, He's like, look, it's time you come start working for us. And so we were, Jana, my wife, Jana, was a, a teacher in the, in the area. Um, I coached about 40 baseball te- youth baseball teams. So we knew a, lot, knew a lot of folks. You know, we're in the people business here at the Round Rock Express. And so um, getting those folks to get involved and, and, and come out to baseball games is how we make our money. And, you know, Reed knew we, we had, you know, a great network of folks. And, and so it gave me the opportunity, and I ran with it. So both of your boys have played through high school. One now works here for the Round Express, and the other one's going to play college. So how have you helped them get to where they are now? You know, it's a great question. It, it, it's funny you ask because Luke, my youngest, actually just finished playing his last high school game two nights ago at Dell Diamond. And it was, you know, it was a little emotional in the fact that with going through all these youth baseball days and then going into high school and seeing those guys and, and the success they've had. But, you know, all along, it's funny. I told somebody yesterday, I was, we were watching a video of, of, our new home run dugout and there was a corporate company in there and there was a guy in there swinging a bat and he really wasn't very good, unfortunately. And I told Laura Fergoso, our senior vice president of marketing, I said, you know, honestly, I remember when the kids were little, I just told my wife, I said, I just want them to play baseball so that what they go play softball that they, they don't make a, you know, get made fun of because they can't swing a bat. And, and honestly, I, I think back and I think that was the driving force, but um, you know, playing a game of baseball for me, it was a great vehicle in my life to get me a lot of things I, I wanted. Um, and for my kids, it was important that I wanted to be involved. I, I tell people all the time, I don't care if it's band or, or golf or soccer or baseball or whatever it is, but as long as they're in, involved in, in some kind of extracurricular activities, the chances of them getting at, staying out of trouble is a little bit better. I'm not saying that guarantees they're going to stay out of trouble, but you know, the game of baseball is a game that it, it sets, you're, set, you're set up for failure. You're, um, you're going to be humbled when you think you're the, the greatest. So it does a lot of things to you, but there's a lot of teaching in the game of baseball. And so... You know, both boys had the opportunity to play play as, as youth ball. My growing up, my dad never coached me. Um and, and one of the things I really want to do is was coach my kids. I also had the opportunity when I finished playing college baseball, or actually while I was playing college baseball, of doing baseball camps. And I really had a unique way of connecting with the kids. And but the thing I found when I was playing is I when I started teaching the game of baseball to, to young kids, I started learning myself. And so I always told myself that if I ever had the opportunity to let my kids join camps at a young age I wanted him to and and Chase actually started when he was about 12 years old he was like a little junior camp instructor for the Round Rock Express and having him you know teach these kids he was also learning as well and so you know we were very fortunate when Chase was coming up you know a guy by the name of Matt Cata played for us and Matt was a good friend but Matt's a uh, Matt's a great student of the game and so having someone like that in, in Chase's Chase's life to help him teach the game of baseball and more importantly, how to play the game the right way was, was, was always, was a, one of the greatest things I think I've had in, in the fact that we've had a great support system. When Luke came up, 
um, the kid that he kind of connected with was Doug Bernier. So I, I would say, you know, my kids have been an advantage because growing up around Dell Diamond, they've had, you know, they've been exposed to some of the greatest baseball players. And, you know, this year, of course, with Jordan Alvarez, you know, watching that kid play, you know, if you hang out here and you watch those guys, you're going to see, you're going to learn things. And so um, I think just getting them exposed to the game of baseball has just been one of the things that has, has kind of, um, you know, gave them success. And, and then, and then just again, the, the, the Matt Cadas of the world, the Jared Hoynes, the Brett Nicholases, these guys that kind of loved on my kids and, and got to share their passion with my, with my boys has, has given my kids a, an advantage to, to play this game. So you've been around, uh, around the express for about 10 years now over those years. What is the best advice you've gotten about baseball? That's a great question. You know, I'm a fan of the game. Um, I, th- I think that the, the best advice, you know, one of the things that, that I like to tell people, and this is a quote from Nolan, is, you know, you kind of let people play their way into a job or they play the way out of a job. And for me being the team president, you know, we give everybody, we try to set everybody up for success in our organization. And, you know, going to it, they're going to either play their way into a job or play their way out of it. And a lot of times it's, it's ultimately it's, it's on that person. And, you know, one of the things that, that we strive in our camps or just even I've done since day one is there are two things when, when kids step on the baseball field that I've always looked for and it's attitude and it's effort. The attitude that you have when you step on the, on the field is, is, is on that person. The effort you give is on that person. Now my kids are playing at a level. They both played one played college ball and they both played high level high school baseball. And one's playing college ball. One's about to go play division one baseball for, for university of Houston. Now you add the, the C component of the, of the ACE and that's, um, concentration. You know, Luke has to be a student of the game. So anything that he can do to help him, help him better his game, because, you know, we talked earlier about just the, the, the different analysis and the different tools that people can use to see what's going on. A kid just showing up in the sandlot and playing is not, is not going to be the best player out there. If, if there's some data that can say, Hey, look, you're doing this wrong or your, your hips out of place or whatever it is. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I, I think, always being a student of the game and, and constantly learning is, is the key to this game. And the game's evolved. I mean, you, you asked me 10 years ago about, you know, uh, exit velocity and, and, you know, what is it? Swing. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. The um, launch, launch angles, uh, you know, I would have been like, you're crazy, you know, but that's a big part of the game now. So final question here, uh, who is the best player you ever got to play against or that you've seen come up through the uh, Roundhouse Express organization? So I'm going to give you two answers. So the best player that I ever played against was in collegiately when I was at University of Houston. Um, we played against Rice and, and Lance Berkman by far was the best baseball player that I ever saw. I mean, playing against him on the field. I, I remember I was a, I was kind of a utility player for, for um, the Cougars. And I would come in in late innings. Our, our reliever was a right fielder, so when he would pitch, I'd come in and, and play right field. But Berkman, I remember that last – it was my last collegiate series, and he was a switch hitter. But, I mean, that guy was hitting home runs from left-handed, right-handed. He was hitting doubles off the wall. I don't, I don't think we ever got him out. And the funny thing is, is he was a big, strong kid. And if you saw him, you, you kind of thought he was a, a, a fat kid that could just swing it. But, I mean, his the, the ball jumped off his bat differently. Going back to – the best player I've seen in my 10 years at the Round Rock Express. You know, we had that early on in 2011 and 2012, we had those exhibitions with the Rangers. And to see Josh Hamilton hit batting practice 
in the way the ball jumped off his off his bat. You know, I've I've heard people say Mickey Mantle when those guys swing the bat, it was a different crack. And and Josh had that. And you know, I got to see Josh just in those couple of games that he was here. But I'll tell you, Jordan Alvarez this year, getting a chance to get out there and watch that kid. And you know, he was kind of a sleeper. He was a guy that they knew they knew could hit for power that could potentially project it for power. Um, he didn't hit. I think he hit one home run in spring training. And then he gets here and and you know everything he's hitting. I mean, you know, was was out of the park and just he was just bearing the ball up. But the the thing that got me more than anything with him was is if you watch his swing, it's just it's effortlessly. You know, he had a home run yesterday for the Astros, and I think it was a changeup blowing away, and he just kind of hooked it around, and it's like he flicked his wrist going back to to the, the arm strength and the and the wrist and the hand. So I, I would say I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. He was here. He played. He made his major league view on Sunday. On um, Monday, he was here, and we had a chance to, to visit with them after his major league debut and hitting a home run. And it, that's one of the greatest feelings of my job is, is seeing those kids come back and and just wishing them luck. He has have had some funny moments, especially when he got walked without even going to the plate. Uh, it's the first I've ever seen that. <laughs> Me too. Out of out of the batter's box. Yeah, you know. Was... I will, but I, I will say that I, I saw it twice in a week. Though we had the UIL State High School Championship game. Um, the semifinal game, Lake Travis and Brett Beatty, they did uh, they did the same thing. Southlake did the same thing to him. And I, I will say this: if you if you go a step further, Brett Beatty, the kid from Lake Travis, we got a chance to know him. He was on that Erico team with Luke. Um, we hit with them every every Sunday this year during the season. We would drive out and hit, and hit with them. And um, Brett, by far, is is the best high school hitter I've ever seen. I mean, he's he hits the ball, and it's going to be fun. He's a great kid, and, and to watch him and. Our families are close, but to follow him and, and be a part of it is, is part of what I like to say our baseball families. Chris, thank you so much for playing ball with a play ball kid. Thanks for having me. I look forward to, to listening to this and appreciate all you do for the game of baseball. Hey, it's Sam here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I would like to ask for your help. Tell me what questions you would like answered. If you could also take a moment to review the show, the algorithms are taking into account how many ratings and reviews I get. The more reviews, the more people they restore the podcast with. Thank you, CJL715, for the review this week. And don't forget to play ball, kid.